You're listening to Sisterhood as We Know It with Deed and Son. Welcome. This week, dear listener, we have a special treat for you. You see, this podcast has been a project that Deed and I had thought about for years before we hit publish on our first episode back in May 2020. Friends encouraged us, offered their feedback, and continue to support us by listening every week. And we are honored that one of our friends, a member of our sisterhood, has agreed to join us for today's episode. She's a go-getter, a mama of three, a fierce runner, a dedicated wife, a therapist, and an all-around good human being. Please welcome our dear friend, Brittany. Uh, you are so sweet. I'm like crying over here. <laughs> Star Texan. But Brittany is amazing, so it she totes is. fits her. Get, gave her justice. Can I just say, I feel like I met Brittany first. Oh, for sure. You met Brittany first. Yes. Let's, let's get that on the record. Dee was the first one who met you and she wants credit for that. So we're going to give it to her. And <laughs> thank um, so thank you for, for bringing Brittany into our sisterhood. And um, you really are a part of our family. And there are so many things that we were able to witness as we got to know you. One of them being, you literally built community out of nothing. You moved here, like many people do, for a job um, in big tech. And you mm-hmm. were able to find friends for your kids, friends for yourself, and um, really just build a community. So will you give us a quick history of Brittany yes, and then where absolutely. you are now? Okay, so I met my husband in undergrad in Arkansas, and he got um, accepted to a PhD program, so we moved to Pittsburgh, and I also went to a master's program in Pittsburgh. Uh, Then he got employment all the way across to California, and I was extremely pregnant with our middle and um we found the church we went to where we met you guys and then I did not feel like that was enough and I knew I needed to get connected somehow because baby blues are brutal and I did not want to do it alone for a second time I felt very alone the first time after having the first baby and so um I had heard about the moms program at the church that we went to and so I my first meeting I think um my middle was maybe two weeks old I mean she was like fresh fresh out of the womb and went to that meeting and yeah it just clicked it felt right and so that's when I met you guys and instant BFFs Totally. Um, And then um, we were there for two and a half years in California, but all of our family was back in Texas. So an opportunity arose for a transfer within the company. And so we moved to Austin, Texas, where we eventually got pregnant with our third and had a baby. So I am currently a stay-at-home mom of three. One is in kindergarten. Um, and then, yeah, just busy with the kids. I also have three sons in social work. So I'm a um, licensed master's social worker. So I can do 
therapy, but I'm not quite there yet as far as giving up my stay at home time quite yet. I'm trying to get my life back together as far as being me and not just mom. So I have started this journey of a comeback. I want to talk about how you had a baby, like your baby just turned one. And if you're a mom, you know that the postpartum period feels like it goes on forever. And then when you finally feel like yourself again, it's like three years down the road. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience, but in the beginning of this year, 2021, you had mentioned that you had a plan and that you were calling it the comeback, which I absolutely love. So will you walk us through that and what inspired you to do this? So like, tell us what it is and what inspired it. Okay. But actually, wait, let me, sorry. Can I, let me interrupt Uh real quick because I think this is a very big deal. And I'm glad that reason why I wanted to highlight this is because, um, as you can see, as Brittany describes herself, she's very humble and half of what she said was about David and her kids. (laughs) The kids love them. (laughs) I know. I felt like we need more Brittany. We need (laughs) more Brittany. So Brittany, let's talk about you were raised in Texas. Yeah. And how did you meet? Uh, and so wait, let's not talk about the guys. Yet. So you raised in Texas and um, yeah. what's the name of the city in Texas you were raised in? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And is that near the Gaineses? To me, um, everything so is near the, the Gaineses. Is, is halfway. So they're in Waco. So it's okay. almost exactly halfway between um, Fort Worth and Austin. Okay. Got it. And then what, where did you go? To, like, what kind of kid were you growing up? Were you a nineties kid or two thousands kid? Oh, 100% nineties. Okay. So nineties kid. And then yeah. where did you go to school? Even though I don't, I know all the answers, but I feel like our listeners need I to know. I know they need to know to a private school in Fort Worth. A private Christian school, right? Yes. Okay. And then where did you go to school for college for university? And then how did you decide to go there? Like, so why did you decide hurting- to go there? I went to Harding University and um, it was a decision I made probably even before my older brother because I was a third generation. So my grandparents, um, so they went there and so it's kind of like a long life legacy. Third gen- you would be the third generation going to Harding? Yes. Yeah, so That's I amazing. was going yeah, to be the third generation going to Harding and um, I had visited the school, the university several times growing up just because Uh, my grandparents had gone there and my dad had gone there and so I just loved it super pretty really really pretty campus Um, and I just felt connected and my older brother went there and I really wanted to be where he was and yeah kind of fell in love with the school and on one of my um, visits as a high schooler I talked to the psychology and social work department and I felt like I really hit it off with the head of that department and she asked what I wanted to do with my life and I told her and she was like all right this is how you accomplish that dream and so I loved it how did you know so that's amazing that you you already knew in college you wanted to be a therapist yeah I did okay cool like how did you know that I mean like how how, what Um, how did you come to that conclusion when you so, know high school or a life experience we no, want to know I so I took 
I took a psychology class in high school and I really loved it. And there's a book called The Color Code and it talked about various personalities and um, that was really intriguing to me. And then I feel like I was always the helper. Like I felt like I was born to be a helper. Growing up, I had friends that would always come to me with their various issues or whatever. And I felt like they always got affirmation and felt a little bit lighter leaving our conversations and then it made me feel good helping them and so I kind of just leaned into that and did it as a profession so that's really cool and then when you got into it some you obviously loved it or did you love it or did you not love it yeah I did love it so I my first experience was working at a group home uh for uh, just sibling sets who were in foster care. And so it was extremely hard, but very gratifying. And then I worked with hospice. After grad school, I worked at an inpatient outpatient group home. It really uh, exposed me to a lot of situations and learning experiences that had I not worked there, I probably wouldn't have gotten. So I feel like I got really great experience very very quickly and then um, after having kids I had to decide um, because my pay was not that great and so it wasn't really worth um, continuing working in this work. so you did the transition from working mom yes to stay-at-home mom and stay not only stay-at-home mom but stay-at-home mom with one on the way and in a new city So for people who are looking to build community or to make new friends just in general, what's the advice that you would give someone who is new to a city or just wants some new friends? Man, I think it's really hard. And I think it's it's way harder to make friends as adults as a child. So my first advice would be to look for a mom group. There's so many mom groups. And so... I would say do that. And then the great thing about finding a mom group or even just showing up at a park and seeing another mom is you can always talk about your kids. Yes, it's easy to relate. And kids are such an easy icebreaker too. Yeah. Deed uses this great analogy about finding friends. She's like, finding friends is like dating because you kind of have to meet a lot of people until you find the, the right ones. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you have to go out on dates. Yes. Absolutely. Like I have to go out on dates. Shop around. Exactly. There is a history. Yeah. And one big thing I feel like I've learned from moving across the country essentially three times now. Wow. I mean. You have lifetime friends. That's right. You have some lifetime friends. But then you also have friends that are just. And that's okay. And I feel like that's been a huge, uh, you know, just. Uh, learning experience of realizing there's some you know there's just really amazing people out there who will be there for you and can really help you through a season of life and then when that season's over people just kind of move move on in their own path and that is totally okay because I feel like people can be placing your life to really get you through some tough times or transitional times in your life um, but those are seasonal friends, but then you also have your lifers. And so I think it's important to recognize um, the difference in those and accept it, you know, accept the people as they come and then 
be able to feel thankful and blessed and then let them leave. Um, so that's a big, big thing that recently. <laughs> that's good. That's definitely wise because I, I feel like the, the friends that are the people that will be in your life forever are really the family that you choose. And, um, and then, like you said, there will be friends that come into your life and then they'll exit because they were really for a particular season and they did bless your life in some kind of way, but then it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the friendship was meant to be a long-term friendship. I think what Brittany said is very like, we should highlight this in like the Brittany Brittany is a number one. Agree. There's the, <laughs> I was totally thinking friend. the same thing. But yeah, exactly. Like the, the thing is that the seasonal, not, I shouldn't call them the seasonal friends, but the friends that we have in a particular time in life is different from like a friendship breakup. Like I, right. call, like mm-hmm. I, that's um, a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the doctors, doctors, Les and Leslie Parrott, they do like eHarmony and they do all the dating and everything. So, and the marriage, um, they're big in, on the marriage um, counseling and everything. But anyhow, they had a video series or a book and they said that um, there will be friendships in your life or relationships where they ride off into the sunset like a cowboy. And I always remember that. And it says like, just because it ended, whether you moved away or you changed jobs or you changed schools or for whatever reason or another, the relationship did not continue organically. Not that there was a fallout. It doesn't mean that that relationship is less important than your other relationships. But it also means that you don't have to go back and rekindle every single relationship right? Um, exactly. or something to that point. Like, it's okay. It's, it's sad when it ends because you're like, oh, I probably won't ever see that person again. I mean, not to be mm-hmm. so like final, final, but there are moments when you're like, will I ever see that person again? And it's kind of sad, but then you're like, oh yeah, that person has blessed me or has had a purpose, right. whether it was in, again, in that job or in that neighborhood. Um, and then you have like other friendship breakups or what I call divorces, because I feel like they are at least, I mean, to me, to be raw and vulnerable, they, they, they are really like a divorce because you, this person was so intricated in your life and you Mm -hmm. shared so many things culturally and socially, and you probably had friends or friends or invited them over with your family. And you're like, we're not seeing the person. Yeah, totally. And especially Um, when you have kids and the kids feelings get involved and they're like, Oh, how come I haven't been seeing so-and-so lately? And you're like, Oh man, this is a a conversation to have. (laughs) Right. Right. Sure. Right. Exactly. So you've been through a lot of transitions. So you've been like you, so how many years have you been, when, when did you quit your job? Was it when Brooke was a top when you moved here? Yeah. So it hasn't been seven years or six, no, six and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's six and a half. So it's been like five. Okay. So five and a half years. That's, that's a good, that's a good chunk of time. Um, sure is. It, it's like, mind boggling to think that I worked so long and then gave it up. But I feel like that's one of the hard things about our future is you I feel like as a female, you, you kind of have to pick. You have you know, to pick one. You yes. Have to, yes. You mm-hmm. have to pick. Yeah. yeah. Now we I feel like we have like okay, the Britney Foundation. like the background okay so talk to us about this comeback and like first of all what what it is second how did you come to this decision and where you are in it like what what is it okay so after I had so 
I've really, really wanted our third baby. I always envisioned five, like a family of five, three kids. Like if you would have asked me when I was a little kid, I was not three kids. So I got pregnant with him. I had had a miscarriage right before him. So it was a very stressful pregnancy. And then I had him and then uh, he was 21 days old and he got RSV. So we were in the PICU for uh, five five, yeah, five days. And so after that, um, exactly one week after we got out of the PICU, COVID happened. March 15th, right? That's when the world shut down. Yeah, so about like That's six right. weeks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he was, he was tiny, 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 tiny. And then um, my husband's job, he was doing a lot of work with the CDC. And um, because of the beginning of the pandemic, they were doing some projects for um, trying to, I don't know, uh, I guess track and figure out what's going on with the pandemic. So he was working long hours too. So I was struggling to burn that postpartum really, really bad. And I kept it to myself because I wanted to handle it on my own because that's pretty, that's my personality. I'm the helper and I don't like being helped. And so that hit me very hard. And I would say it broke me down to my lowest core. And in that time of reflecting, I realized how much of my adult life was spent on other people. And so, I mean, helping my husband um, through his PhD, PhD program, working really long hours to help, you know, keep food on the table. And, um, you know, even just in my professional world, being a therapist and helping everyone else. And then my kids, like I gave up my career for my kids. So I realized like my whole adult life has been about all these people. And I realized in that moment, if I did not start focusing on myself, I would never find myself again. And I needed to start focusing on myself because I, I'll never forget, but you told me, you were like, you understand, like when a flight attendant said, put the oxygen mask on you first before your kids. I always thought, yeah, you're crazy. Like if this plane goes down, like I am <laughs> putting oxygen on my babies. <laughs> But like, I got that, like in that moment of being like, okay, if something happens to me, my family is going to be in deep trouble. Mm -hmm. So I realized like, I have to make a change in my life for my family to be able to function because I was the glue and I, it was just a major soul searching of how do I, how do I get myself back? Like who even is Brittany? Like. If you think about as a stay-at-home mom, when do you ever even hear your name? Never. That is such a good point. The girls knew my husband's name before they knew my name. Like, it's just, you never hear your name being called. So I feel like it's so easy to lose your identity when you're a mom. And Mm -hmm. so I realized that my identity was slipping away and I needed to bring her back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it took, so I got through a lot of the postpartum and worked through a lot of that, um, the rest of 2020 and then 2021, I was like, all right, 
we made it. He is now a year and almost a year and um, it's my time. And so I allowed myself to, cause I felt like any time I didn't do something for the family, if I, uh, you know, you know, something as simple as like, I take time to go walk around the block. It's like, I felt bad for not taking care of my kids. We're like putting that off on my husband. So I realized that is a major flaw thinking. And so it took um, me being like, you know what, this is not selfish. This is me just needing to be a human, to regroup, to be better. Because if I'm pouring myself out to everyone, there's nothing left for me. In 2021, I was like, all right, I need to make a lifestyle change on literally every level. <laughs> so like mentally, physically, emotionally, every socially, everything. So um, I, with my organization, with small skills, I got a journal and I wanted to journal what this was. And I could not figure out, like I knew I needed to title it points, like subcategories, like all that stuff. And I couldn't think of what to call it. And then it came to me, the comeback. And I read this really good quote because I'm a quote person. I actually have it posted next to me on my wall. And it's the comeback is always stronger than the setback. And I feel like me as a person, I was on a trajectory. And you have setbacks in life. You do. You have kids, you have illnesses, you have, uh, you know, lots of jobs, all these things, and they're setbacks, but I feel like the comeback is only greater, and so I was like, this is my comeback, so that kind of set my trajectory of um, my comeback, <laughs> so for physical comeback, I have been exercising every single day, and um, I am very much reward-driven, reward but um, the rewards can't be food because that's counterintuitive. So the rewards are tangible items and they're um, surround around, uh, they revolve around self-care. So um, after hitting a certain physical goal, I am able to purchase myself something for self-care and not feel guilty at all about it. And then I also have the emotional um, comeback and that re revolves a lot around meditation and just taking time to indulge in that self-care without feeling guilty. Um, and then my mental comeback, I'm starting to read books more. Uh, I up my licensure. Um, and then social comeback is just weeding out, kind of sounds harsh, but weeding out people that aren't feeling your joy. Mm -hmm. So like if you surround yourself by negative people or people that aren't um, giving into your joy or up, then it just, I mean, you are who you surround yourself around. And um, I just realized that I needed to make some changes in who I was around so I could be a better person. Not that they were necessarily bad people, but if it's not bringing you joy, then it, it's just, you just don't have time for that to bring you joy. So um, that's basically the summary of the comeback. And so I keep a journal. I have a ton of inspirational quotes. And then I have the countdown to my, you know, 
dream weight, my dream um, goal of what I want in life. Uh, basically every category broken down. And um, I try not to, if I feel like I fail, I don't get hurt on myself. I'm just like, you know what? We're going to try again tomorrow. <laughs> Any yes. progress is progress, no matter how small. And um, I'm trying to eat healthier, drink all the water, you know, trying to do all the things. But again, mom of three, just a continual process of trying to be better overall. What I'm hearing you say is that it really is about the intention behind it and the commitment to every day waking up to the comeback and doing something for the comeback. And, um, and it's a mind shift. It's like a heart shift to not be too hard on yourself when it comes to the self-care and to shift, to shift your mindset of like self-care is not taking away from the family. Yes. And there's no um, timeline for this comeback. I'm, I'm hoping to make this such a natural thing for me day to day that it's going to be a lifestyle. And that's the ultimate goal is, and it's, you know, having two daughters, I really want to show them positive body image and, um, you know, just a positive relationships between, um, you know, a spouse, between anyone, just teaching them, like, you know, if these people aren't fine, it's okay. There's going to be other people that shine light and um, just hard work teach them hard work and um yeah it's setting an example I'm just like I can see the wheels turning I'm just like (laughs) stunned among the whole thing I'm like wow yes yeah I know processing a lot because I think what's very important about what Brittany said in addition to the um intention what was the other things you said son intention and commitment commitment is the permission like yes. you are giving yourself the permission to have a basically the permission and the, in a very structured manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that then feeds into the intention um, of essentially building yourself or rebuilding yourself or just finding yourself, maybe all of that into one. Um, because I'm like, wow. And so I'm just trying to like recap here and is like so you have um mental emotional social body those mm-hmm. are four am I missing one nope and how you have like a goal for each one and I lo- what I love about this and which is why I wanted to share I told someone else we need to share this with all of the people that listen to us is that you give a reward to yourself like I think yes. that's just so great it's so simple mm-hmm. but like I would have never thought of like you know, I mean, the closest thing to like what we think about reward is like, okay, you know what? I had a vegetable today, so I'm going to have X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to like, or I did this. So I'm going to watch like this movie, which actually are rewards, but actually putting it down and writing it down makes it more meaningful right. and is very kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think what I just love about what I kept hearing was like, I am going to do this. I'm doing, like, no one's like sitting there telling you like, Brittany, you need to do this, this, and this, like to get this, this is like, you created this plan. And you're like, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to feel guilty. And it sounds easier said than done, but we all, whether you're a mom or you're not a mom or you're whatever, you know, we females have like this little voice in our head saying like, well, maybe we should have like saved that for something else, whether it was for our kids or for our spouse or I don't know, some thing for your house or for your car. Like 
you're not you're thinking about yourself last um so I think I guess my other my one of my questions for you is like what um what got you to that point during in 2020 to be like I'm gonna do this which is was was it like were you just like journaling were you like talking to to some friends or to your mom or was it just like over a period of time and you're like I'm done I'm done feeling this way honestly I think well yeah after COVID happened I just felt so unhappy and I had a really bad breaking moment real bad and David was like I'm scared. Like I could tell based on his the look on his face that I wasn't who I normally am. And I remember sitting there just crying, being like, I don't know why I feel this way. I literally have like everything I've always wanted. I have it. And how am I so unhappy and feel so broken? And so that was just a reflection of like, what is going on? Like I can't. I cannot survive this way. And I think it was just really hitting that low of like, who am I? Like, I can't mm-hmm. just be mom because I have these standards for myself and I'm not even living up to them. But like, no one else cares. Like, David's like, you're great. It's fine. <laughs> but like, it's like my own issue of like, right. I have to be perfect. I have to, I, oh, I definitely cannot turn on a show in the middle of the day. I definitely can't you know, whatever it was, it was like, I was punishing myself if I wanted some me time, which is so messed up if you think about it. But I feel like as moms, it's so easy to be like, oh, wait, you can't tell your kids, no, I don't want to play with you right now because that makes you a bad mom. No, that doesn't make you a bad mom. But like in my head, if my kid said, come play with me every time I'm like, okay. But like, if you think about the personality you're going to have or the demeanor demeanor you're going to have with your kid, if you're always saying yes to your kid and you're doing it begrudgingly, that's not near as fun as like the mom who's like, yes, let's go, let's build a fort. Like, so I just feel like my kids have now gotten a refresh, happier mama, obviously mm-hmm. not all the time, but I think just giving my permission to say no to, say no to other people. I just I feel like I turned so much into a yes man and no is a yes that's true (laughs) so true that's true no to your kids no to all the extra stuff like sometimes you just gotta weed it weed everything out and start from ground zero and be like all right truly what what brings me joy and figure out what you know what extras you need in your life Okay, so what rewards have you bought for yourself so far? Okay, yes. girl. Okay, <laughs> so my um, my physical, I I haven't hit that many. So that's a little disappointing, but that's okay. Again, there's no deadline. But what I just got life changing. Okay, so <laughs> I have a bathtub tray. Okay, so it's this really nice wooden tray that goes across the bathtub. It has a place for your laptop. It has a place for your book app. a place for your phone. It has a place for your water bottle. It has um, a little wine holder. It has a little soap dish. It has a little hanging door thing that says, um, 
uh, quiet time for the queen. So it's just this oh, really amazing. cute bath of trace. So I also, that was a part of my like mental health care was creating a space in our house that is kid-free. And so our kid-free zone is our bathroom. And I have Epsom salt and jars. I have candles. I have bubble baths. I have Dr. Peel's melatonin oil. You know what's so great about what you said is that like, you set a reward for yourself, but you also set like a physical boundary. Like yes. that's such a learning point. It was just like an aha moment. I was like, do I have any kid free zones in my house? And I was like, you know what? I'm taping stuff off tonight. Oh, I'm yeah. taping <laughs> stuff off. And I'm going to say, if you go in here, there's no Mario Kart. That's what yes. I'm going to say. Yes. No video games. If your toe touches this area, <laughs> I'm like, I like this kid free zone. Yeah. You need a kid free zone. I love that. It's because, like, yeah. You know, there's something that takes away the joy of like, oh, I want to take a nice bath. Let me move all these toys totally and like it's just like takes away the fun so it's like this is my space get out yeah, yeah 100 especially they, they have a great bathroom that you have designed they do it's yeah and it's color coordinated <laughs> and by the way um i'm gonna call you on not being kind to yourself because you got yourself a reward so bam thank you thank you so, so um like next rewards are a new set of clothes um just as i physically change sizes i will set the reward uh another reward is a day of self-care so getting massage i've never had a facial so getting a facial um maybe petties nice the whole day of it so and like a I whole have, spa day yeah nice so very nice and then i don't really know what else open to the suggestion is like a trip to california one of your rewards oh absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I'm going to like clear the whole house. I'm like, this whole house is kid-free. <laughs> <laughs> when you make your California. You guys get um, the backyard. <laughs> that is amazing. And I think the other thing that I just want to emphasize or echo again about what you said is that um, this is not just, this doesn't have a timeline. So you're not, you're right. not like um, putting extra pressure on yourself, but you are keeping yourself accountable by having these rewards. So it's a health, it's a balance. And it's like, you know, you're, you're, you know, I'm going to use a term that we use at work, but it's like launch and reiterate. Launch. It doesn't have to be like, again, like you said, perfect. Like I have to do all these things, but it's more of like a structured guideline on how you're coming back and refreshing yourself. Right. Um, so I think that's great. And then the second part of that is that it's a lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. as you do, this is a lifestyle. It's not like, okay, once I reach this, then I'm going to have it all. It's like, no, it's going to consistently go with like, as you evolve this will also continue to evolve with you because you're just going to need it and before we know it, I mean you know I remind myself you know our kids are only going to be around for the next like not to go dark here but I'm like okay they're already in first grade so that gives me 11 more years you know like right. I think about that I really do I think because a mom said a couple of years ago when we had a panel at church she's like your kids will only be across from your hallway for you know 15 like whatever x number of years so after that then what happens so you're setting yourself up for like you know an example for your girls and your son like a a healthy example role model which I think is amazing because they're watching us like hawks and um but on top of that like you're you're thinking literally big picture because the kids will be there's only a set amount of time I mean I know Deacon just turned one but you know that's like 17 more years you know technically speaking which right. kind of sounds long, but for me, it sounds really short. Yeah. Right. 
especially well, with Sylvia, and- we all have three kids and we're all saving for college. So I'm like, ah! right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people have begun to notice the physical changes, and so they ask what diet I'm on and it's not a diet. It is literally just being conscious of like, this is on me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, the, the closet eaters or whatever, like whatever I choose to do, it's my decision and it will reflect on me. And so I feel like the perspective of the mental, the physical, the emotional, this is totally a long-term view as far as I am doing this for me because I want to be healthy in Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years. I want to be able to crawl around on the ground with my grandchildren. I want to be able to go to the sporting events for my kids because I'm, I'm able to, I'm able to walk across the field. You know, I just, this was all about like, how can I be my best person for my family? And I feel like that's been really important, but on the, along the lines of you only have your kids for 17 or 18 years, someone asked me what my hobbies were. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, what is like hobby? Okay. Like, I don't, I had to figure out like, what do I even enjoy? Right. Like, is watching mm. Netflix a hobby? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, technically. You know what I mean? Well, I hope it is. So. Technically, you know what? <laughs> you're by yourself and you're watching. Yes. But yes, I know what you so, mean. Like, a, a, but your, your actual like, pastime. You gotta figure, yeah. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. when people are like, well, what do you enjoy to do? I'm like, I don't, like, I don't. Like, and then my oldest was like, yeah, you really like the full laundry. I'm like, no, I don't. That is like <laughs> what I have to do. I think because she sees me do it all the time. She's like, yeah, you really enjoy that. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> sure do not. Thank goodness so she it's fixed her just like, <laughs> Because I'd be like, I go away. Like, those, those little girls are like brutally honest. <laughs> just like, they you, they all are. Again. They really <laughs> are. They oh, are. I'm just like secretly crying in the pantry um but yeah I just yeah I feel like just figuring out what I enjoy doing because yeah what am I going to do when the kids leave well they can't be my whole world even though they are but like eventually they're going to have their own life and I need to figure out what brings me joy I don't want to be a grumpy old lady so me neither you know what you couldn't even be a grumpy old lady if you tried if you put that I, I goal, agree with that I'd be like that's just like, not in your okay, now with my entire future and I'm like, <laughs> you, yeah so wow um okay I think we can like talk for hours on all these all these things and just, that's really cool that's just really great and I and again like you're being a role model for um your girlies um yeah. because I think yeah, it's true. Like mask on first, your mask on yeah. first. And um, if there's, if that's all they're seeing, like if something's happening to mommy or to Brittany, you know, mm-hmm. um, then what's going to happen to um, the, like they can't have the best. If the best isn't around. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like, and you I, know, yeah. go ahead. And I feel like anytime you can come up with an excuse for any, you can come up with an excuse or not eating right or not exercising or not reading or not doing self-care but like bottom line like I I do this quote on Instagram all the time where it's like if you're tired do it tired 
if you're grumpy, do a grumpy, like whatever it is, just do it. Like just continue to do it. Like get in that habit of, you know, eating that thing, walking the thing, doing your meditation, like just do it, do it the way, do it in the place you're in because just doing it is better than not doing it in any progress. That's right. I love that. And it's I like, it's so the great. forward motion yes, that helps exactly. you get through it. It's just like, you keep on moving forward no matter where like your heart is, what you're feeling that day, because that's going to pass. Right. And, yeah. And so that's so golden. That's really, that's, uh, I'm like, yeah, she's right. Totally. <laughs> I'm like totally yeah. learning. I'm like taking Me too. Like, mental notes on these. <laughs> We're so thankful that you made this time for us and you're willing to share a piece of your life with us. And you're not only inspiring your kids and setting good examples there, you're, you're inspiring us too. So thank you. And we also do this thing at the end of every episode called current obsessions, and it could really be anything. Deed, do you want to go first? See here, my current obsession, and maybe I've already talked about this, but I'll repeat it. But like my current, one of my current obsessions are Yukon gold potatoes. Like that is what I live on. I live on, and I have because of whole 30 and because I've like, even off of whole 30, I continue to make this recipe. I have perfected crispy smashed potatoes and like everybody in my family loves it. I serve it. I have it down. Like I have it down. Sorry, but like I have it down. (laughs) So it's like a current, but always be obsession. And it's just it's sugar-free because you're eating a potato. Nice. So you're not Very eating nice. sugar. And I'm trying Very to nice. like, um, on basically what it is. And, and actually at one of these days, I should actually post the recipe and I'll share it with you too, Brittany, on how I, on how I do it. But it's like, I, I combine two recipes. You know how you like look at how people mm-hmm. do stuff and then you make your own. And I, I, think, that's, I think that's your gift. Feed. I don't know if that's it. <laughs> Agreed. Just your, av- your average Joe here. This is like literally your gift. Oh. yes it, it is it Brittany, truly Brittany's is just sprinkling her pixie dust amongst everybody <laughs> I, I feel like I'm floating I'm floating right now she just did a little pixie dust and I'm like flying. oh um, my goodness is that like I just you, I just you know I I parboil them like they're almost completely cooked but they're not and then I smash like you let them sit so that they don't uh-huh. completely get smashed and then like I toss them in olive oil and onion powder and garlic powder like those are my Ooh. okay so obsessions number two Onion powder and garlic powder are like your best friends Yeah, <laughs> because all it is is onion and garlic and you can control the amount of sodium. You can control basically how much you use of it and it flavors everything. It does all my meats, everything, because if you use the pre-used seasonings, you have to look at the ingredients, see if they have like sugar or they have stuff. So anyhow, and then I, I bake it. And then after I bake them, cause I smash them with like a bottom of a cup. And after I like, so that they're like these flat, thick, think of like a, fa- a flat, thick potato chip. Mm-hmm. and son has had it son Love has tried it. One so good and then like I make like I mince garlic and then herbs like parsley thyme and rosemary and put in olive oil and then like I pour that herb oil over the crispy smashed potato and to me it's a guilt free it's my guilt-free so go-to good. because people okay. are, I understand like how people want to stay away from potatoes depending on like what your keto or whatever like I don't know what people are on but like to me it's like sugar-free it's clean eating and it's so it goes with any of my dishes like I can go on and on so Yukon gold potatoes I buy 10 a week and I'm and I'm already done with them it's Tuesday wow I'm done with all my potatoes you need to try this recipe with Brussels sprouts because I've seen this on TikTok 
Yes, I have Brussels sprouts down also. Yes, I have Brussels sprouts right. down. And you know what the key is to the Brussels you. sprouts? Is, is you have to space them out. Because if they're too close together, they'll steam. That's the thing. And they have to be face down. Like I've tried different professional. No, I've tried different. I've just tried different ways. I'm like, oh, crispy. Chef I was like, D okay, here. Got it. Exactly. So, yeah. cooking so show is next. Are... Podcast thing, cooking show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Totally. Um, and then my other obsession is um, greenery. So, Ooh, like, meaning like, fun. yeah, like, um, so right, I don't know. Oh, you can't see right now. But like, whether it's fresh flowers or fake, I've done a lot of, just because spring is coming and you just need to jazz up the house some way. So, you know, you Target, you can get like a, like a stamp for like six bucks or you can go to Kirkland's and get all their stems are $7 each. So, you know, you get like a handful and then you just decide where to put them. Like, I just put like a couple of fake flowers in the kid's bathroom and it just brings life. And I'm like, wait, yeah. I need fake flowers in my bathroom. So I think just <laughs> in any space that you have, you add like some sort of greenery. Um, and Target has a ton, like, and from all these like, high like these designers like that do collabs with target so like whether it's joanna Gaines or studio mcgee like so i would say like because of spring um adding greenery inside your house like just adds like a step like a like a you know so Brittany, if you don't have one yet next year bathtub add a little ah, add a little greenery <laughs> i got you girl i got you yeah. i got you <laughs> love it dean Brittany, do you need more time I think I might. Okay, so everything bagel. Very nice. Okay, what do you use it on? What do you use it on? Every like literally everything. So like chicken. Can you tell? Because I have it in my pantry, so I need like tips. Like anything. Like okay. I mean cream cheese pasta. I mean just use it as your basic seasoning with breadcrumbs. I mean just literally everything. Very nice. They also make um, everything bagel seasoning, bagel chips, so good. And I'm really into blueberry goat cheese. Blueberry goat okay, cheese. Okay, that's good. Is that okay. also from Trader Joe's? Because I think I've so, had it. It's really good. It is so good. Okay. So Trader Joe's Hi. have it. Um, H-E-B has it. You guys don't have H-E-B, but. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> it's like is it like Safeway, I call it <laughs> is it like yes. Safeway or, or something it, it yes it is it okay. is it's the grocery store um but yes so so good and healthy so that's like the current snack um and then I would say like I'm really obsessed with soft bedding like just go extra on the bedding yes, like just anything one. soft luxurious anything that makes you feel special or that you're not in your own house you're at a hotel like really into that I'm not sure how to like that's just my obsession right now it's bedding soft bedding so but I'll throw in Dr. Teal Epsom salt if do you throw that in the bathtub, like under the running sure water? Do. Sure do. Okay. <laughs> because I have the lavender, the lavender kind. Okay, and I, have I do that. it. I hate real talk. Do so... it for the kids. Ooh. Right. Yes. Because then it helps them, you know, get a little yes. sleepy. A little sleepy. Yeah, it helps Good them. One. Helps them with the that... slumber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the mood for uh, 
<laughs> an easy bedtime routine. <laughs> they actually make like a kid's melatonin doctor deals. Um, bad. Yeah. So I haven't tried that one. That's going to be on my um, side of Target. Mm. Let us know. Keep us posted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. All good. I, mine are not food items. Mine is uh, the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara that I had waited on for so long because I was like, ah, $28 for a mascara. I'm not down, but treat yourself. So I know. Mm -hmm. So like all through December, because you know, I celebrate my birthday the whole month of December, I was buying all different kinds of mascara to try to find the one because I stopped doing eyelash extensions and I tried probably five and then it was really the Thrive Cosmetics that was like a clear winner it is so good and it comes up so easy. And the thing with my eyelashes is that they're short. So when I smile, when I smile and my, I'm wearing mascara, the mascara gets here and it has never happened with Thrive Cosmetics mascara. Wow. Yeah. And I That's really love cool. it. And um, I usually try to buy um, waterproof mascara to avoid this situation under my eyes. Um, but haven't had to with Thrive Cosmetics. I don't even know if they sell it waterproof, but then when it comes off and the reason why it looks so nice is because it has like these fibers when you put the mascara on. So when you wash it off and it comes off so easy, again, you see the fibers come off. Like you see these little specks that look like eyelashes, but they're not your eyelashes. It's just the mascara. Wow. So highly recommend. It's definitely one of my favorite things because it is a mascara that I believe everyone should have, even if you don't like mascara. So that's my current obsession. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sisterhood as We Know It. We want to give a special shout out to everyone listening to us out in Texas. Would you do us a favor? If you enjoyed this episode, Will you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review? We'd appreciate it so much.